Welcome to The Connected Podcast. This is Lydia, Hannah and Simon. We're three friends from the UK and beyond discussing how the Bible connects to life as a teen today. Stick around for banter, Bible talk, topics you want to hear about, people you can relate to, and of course, plenty of random shenanigans. But for real, we want you to be equipped with biblical truth and boldness to go out in the world and be grounded in your faith. You may hear a special guest joining us on today's episode. That special guest is named Hannah and Simon's Neighbours Chainsaw. So we apologise in advance. Um, if that's annoying to you, it's fine. Just get over it. Uh, this this is life. I, this I is think life. we've moved. I think we've moved on to the leaf blower now, possibly. Ah, right. Okay, the, the leaf blower and the lawnmower and the chainsaw. So we have a, a trio. <laughs> of lawn accoutrements going on outside Hannah and Simon's window. So enjoy that as well um, as our background music today. So speaking of friends, um, we're bringing friends back on the table today. Were we speaking of friends? (laughs) (laughs) That was a smooth segue, but... I'm thinking, you know, the lawnmower and the leaf blower and the, what was it? The, the... The, uh, thing, chainsaw. the chainsaw mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. friends right i mean yeah. very friendly sure. instruments very friendly instruments indeed <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to talk about friendship today um remember the last time we talked about relationships we were with friends again and that time we were talking about um how no friend can satisfy our souls that christ is our ultimate friend and he's the one that we need but we are also called um as believers in jesus to be good friends um, so we're going to talk a bit about what that means, um, that God created us for community. Um, and I find it so interesting that no matter who you are or what stage of life you're in, all of us are called to be a friend. I don't know if I've thought about that very much, but you know, even if you're, if you're 10 years old or if you're 100 years old, we all need friendships. And everywhere in between, no matter what, you need friends. So it's really, really important. Um, so how do we find and keep good friends? But I think another important question that might be even slightly more important is what does it look like to be a good friend? So we're going to focus on that bit today. What does it look like for me, Lydia, to be a good friend to other people around me? So let's start with from our own personal experience, thinking about people who have been good friends to us. Um, Think about who is somebody who you would call your best friend or maybe a really close friend and what makes them who they are, what makes their friendship so lovely and so good. Uh, Simon, why don't you start us off, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so I think the first, the the word that, that comes to mind for me when I think of, uh, you know, good friends and what makes them a good, good friends, and I'm not going to mention names, but I have people in mind as I think about this, and the word would be uh, loyal. Um, there are people, um, good friends of mine today, and the reason why, uh, we are still good friends today is because uh, they have been loyal and I would like to think and I have uh, reciprocated that and been loyal in return. And I think that's something that uh, has always been important to me. Uh, and I think um, I think that's a really important trait of any friend. I think you need to be loyal to your friends and likewise, they need to be loyal to you. Um, yeah, so that's the key thing for me is loyalty. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I think I, and I have several, like, best friends, um, and all different, like, types of best friends, I feel like, but I think, I mean, one thing that's in common is we probably all have, like, 
especially with one of my best friends, this snorting laughter, you know, when something is just so hilarious or you're just both so tired <laughs> that you just lose all filters and just snort while you laugh. Um, so that's always a good trait. Um, but I think a serious trait is just honesty. Um, the, the women that I can call my best friends and my husband, of course, Simon, um, would be, I think, honesty that I can be honest with them. And I know they're honest with me about whatever's going on um, in our lives. So I think honesty is really um, one of the big things for me about uh, being a best friend. Yeah, I I love those kind of friendships as well, Hannah, the snorting laughter. I love when you laugh so hard it hurts. I think those are some of my favorite moments um, in friendship. A belly laugh. Everybody yeah. needs a belly laugh. <laughs> yeah, a belly laugh. That's exactly what it is. I think some of my favorite moments with friends have been the ones where it's like super late at night and you're talking about really deep things like theology or philosophy or whatever. And you go from like these super deep conversations where you might be crying because you're talking about something beautiful or hard or whatever. And then about five minutes later, you're laughing so hard it hurts. And then about five minutes later, you're back to crying again over whatever it is or talking about something really deep. Um, so those are the those best conversations. Those yeah, are they are. They're so fun. I love those so much. Um, but I think some other things for me that make a good friend is a friend where I can share my shortcomings. Um, I can confess my sin to them and say, this is really where I'm struggling and where I'm needing prayer and help. Um, and they can provide me with accountability and they can ask me about that those things and where they also tell me the hard truths sometimes they tell me things that I don't want to hear and I'm slightly upset at them at the moment for saying those things to me but I look back and I say you know you're right that's exactly what I needed to hear in those moments so yeah those are some of the things that I I think of when I think of my closest friends um, and what makes them such good friends so that brings us back to that question um what about you um, I'm sure you've probably heard the the saying, to have a good friend, you must be a good friend. So are you a good friend? And we're going to look to the Bible for this, because that's where we always go. We think about um, about things in life as we get to go to the Bible. And in the Bible, we get a lot of wisdom about friendship in the book of Proverbs. You've probably read Proverbs before. And we're just going to share a few. <laughs> Sorry. There's Pro- a Proverbs. 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 <laughs> like, what is Proverbs? Proverbs. <laughs> yeah, Proverbs is uh, Proverbs uh, younger but much less cool sibling. <laughs> the awkward one. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's not true. She just said it wrong. It's related to pronouns. <laughs> Are we keeping this in? <laughs> we should. Okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> oh, goodness. Here we go. Let's keep going here. The book of Proverbs. Thank you very much. Um, that's where you can go in the Bible to find things about friendship and how to be a good friend. So here, we're just going to share a few verses um, from the book of Proverbs. But if you want to find more... Go to that book um, and read read all of it. It's a really great place to start and you'll find a lot about being a good friend. Um, so let's ask this question. We're thinking about Proverbs from the Bible. Are you this kind of a person that is being described um, in this book? So yeah, Simon, go on ahead. Sure. So, um, so we want to go to Proverbs 18 for this, okay? Um, Proverbs 18.24 says this. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. 
So it's not about having lots of friends. Uh, it can be easy to measure our worth or value by how many friends, or maybe more specifically uh, in today's culture, about how many followers uh, or Facebook friends we have. Um, so social media drives that a lot. But yet the Bible tells us something that is countercultural. It says it's not about the number of people uh, you, you surround yourself uh, with, but it's the type of people that you do. And so a question we need to ask ourselves, all of us, is are you a shallow friend? Am I a shallow friend? Are you only uh, with the people you hang out with for likes and popularity um, and or what you can get from them? So these are sort of things we need to think about. Again, there's a biblical example. We want to we think about the prodigal son. Um, so he had all these friends, but when he ran out of money, they were all gone. Um, so are you with your friends because of the boost they give you uh, or the things that they have? Are you that friend that sticks closer uh, than a brother that we just read about in Proverbs? Are you invested uh, in your friendships because of who they are? You're going to be with them in good and bad times. Um, and again, we, we stress it. That's what it's. That's one of the main things for being a good friend is to stick with your friends through thick and thin. Uh, through the good times and the bad times? Are you someone uh, that they can depend on? Um, are you going to call them out when they're doing something that they shouldn't be? And are you going to encourage them when they're down? There's, uh, a, there's a lot out there today about getting rid of toxic people in your life. And although, yes, there are friends that are not good for you or good for them for that matter, but a lot of times this is just used as an excuse uh, not not to be like uncomfortable because it's, it's using an excuse because you just don't want to actually uh, face up and, and, and face these things head to head and actually have the difficult conversations. Um, you see, it's, it's not to, to look, uh, I'm getting tongue tied here, but um, yeah, it's not easy to love someone when it's difficult. Okay. But that's what we're called to do as friends. So deep down, um they're stepping away because they were only in the friendship for the benefit okay so that's that's a problem that we have true friendship wants the best for the other person and sticks together in the good times and the bad times another proverb um is uh, chapter 17 and verse 9 um when it says whoever covers an offense seeks love but he who repeats a matter separates close friends so I'm going to ask, I want to ask you this question. How easy is it for you to be um, offended or to hold a grudge? Now, this first talks about covering an offence. So let's, you know, give an, a really real life down to earth example here. So um, maybe your friend is having a bad day or they're running late or something is going wrong and they just snap at you. You know, they say something that normally they wouldn't say. Um, they come back at you in a way that's kind of rude or whatever. Here, you have a choice to make. Um, are you going to get angry or and offended? Um, or are you going to choose to cover that offence? To cover an offence is just is to look over it. It's to think, okay, I know you're having a bad day. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm going to take, kind of take the, the brunt of this pain on myself and let it go. Um, there's a lot of situations in friendships and in any relationship where that's the right thing to do. You just take it and you cover it. Um, Maybe you need to communicate it. Maybe you do say, you know, it, it really hurt when you brushed me off like that. Or that kind of hurt when you, um, when you, you know, came back at me like that. But you have the conversation in a really civil way and then you move on. 
And that's the main thing here is to move on. You don't bring it up over and over. You forget it and you leave it in the past. Um, I think of Colossians 3 and verse 13. It says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Um, our forgiveness isn't arbitrary. We don't just forgive and, and forget because that's the right thing to do. We forgive because as Christians, if you are a child of God, think of all that you have been forgiven of. Think of all that God has done to forgive you. Um, and so we forgive our friends to show them that same love that God has given us. And if we want to jump over or jump backwards um, to the book of Psalms instead of Proverbs, we look at Psalm 1 verse 1 and it says this about friendships or about our relationships. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Now, this verse is talking about what a good friend is not. So we've looked at what a good friend is, but um, we can look at what the end verse is to see what a good friend is as well. It says, blessed is the man who walks not who walks in the counsel of the righteous and stands in the way of godly people and sits in the seat of those who encourage. Good friends encourage good actions and encourage you towards godliness. What kind of friends do you have and what kind of friend are you? Are you hanging around with people or would your closest friends be people who are not encouraging you to follow the Lord and to walk with him? Or are you the kind of friend that encourages your friends towards godliness? And that's not necessarily in a holier than thou way. That's not what we're saying here, where you just go around saying, oh, and your nose in the air. But it, it's a genuine wanting your friends to walk with the Lord and encouraging them in that in ways that are helpful to them. Um, and do they as well encourage you towards godliness? So that's a really important verse when we're thinking too about what it means to be a friend. But if we want to jump back into Proverbs um, and chapter 16, verse 28, it gives another um, friendship advice here that a perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip separates close friends. Gossip on social media or in and amongst your friendships in person Stirring up strife, those can be devastating to your friendships and even just devastating to you personally. And so the question is, are you a pot stirrer? Are you someone who goes and enjoys gossiping and talking behind people's backs? Do you enjoy pitting other people against each other? And does your conversation with friends revolve around other people? Did you hear about Rebecca or can you believe what... Jody did. I don't, I don't know a Jody, so just threw that name out there. But, you know, uh, is that what our conversations are about? Because I would challenge you that if if your friendships revolve around those sorts of conversations, then what, what are your friendships really grounded in? As people, we love to sit in, and I put myself in this own bracket as well, as uh, a friend of mine calls it, we love to sit in the courtroom of comparison and make judgments on everyone else. And that's essentially what gossip is. It's comparing each other to bring ourselves up and the other person down. Um, are you that kind of friend? That's that's a really challenging question. Um, and, and this isn't even to say, are you that kind of friend all the time? Although that is definitely a challenge, but even just some of the time, is this something that is sneaking into your life that the Lord is maybe challenging you on? 
Maybe you feel that people will never know about what you say, but the Bible says that your words have the power to separate even the closest of friends. Um, we'll find out in GMs later about how powerful our words can be. Um, and in other words, if you want to be a good friend and have close friends, gossip is never the way to build friendships. Um, and if you are a Christian, what you say about other Others in person and online matters, not only because of its impact on others around you, but also because of who you represent, God himself, and remembering that he hears every single word that we say, and so we're always held accountable to him. Yeah, those are a lot of really good things to think about and a lot of good questions to ask ourselves when we're thinking about friendships. Um, and we're going to look at another place in the Bible now, except this is an example of friends in the Bible, and when I say that, you may already have an idea of who we're going to talk about here. Um, probably the most iconic friendship in the Bible is the friendship between Jonathan and David. Um, so I'm going to actually read this passage that describes their friendship from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 18 verses 1 through 5. You can feel free to pause this episode and open a Bible and read along with us if you want, but um, I'll read it right here. As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul and here that he is talking about David. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him, that's David, that day, and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David, and his armor, and even his sword, and his bow, and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him, so that Saul sent him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. So this passage shows us one of the most iconic friendships in the Bible. And we read here that their souls were knit together and that they loved one another as they loved him, as they loved themselves. Do you see there that, um, that they loved him as his own soul? That's repeated twice. Um, and you hear in our James episodes, that's an important thing to take note of when something is repeated like that. Now, I just want to make a caveat here. Some people would take this passage and say that this is proving that Jonathan and David had a romantic fling, and that's not what it's talking about here. Um, the Bible is talking about brotherly love, or girls, if this was two girls here, we could say sisterly love. Wanting the best for somebody and being willing to lay down your life for somebody is something that friends, just friends, platonic friends should do and should have. Loving each other as friends, just friends, is an absolutely biblical thing. Um, I think of John 15, 13, it says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. It's more than just liking each other and enjoying being together, though that is really important as friends. God calls us to genuine love. Now, the world may tell us that if you feel love towards someone of the same gender, then that means that you're gay. Um, but that's not what the Bible says. It calls us to genuine, unromantic, brotherly or sisterly, sacrificial love for people of the same gender and different genders as well. And Jonathan and David really exhibit this kind of love throughout their entire friendship with each other. Um, and we were talking about this kind of love uh, earlier in Proverbs and Psalms, because really those principles that we are given um are what to love somebody else looks like. So Simon, maybe share from Proverbs eighteen twenty four. make that connection again for us there. 
yeah, if we jump back into uh, Proverbs 18.24, so we don't hear about Jonathan and David having lots and lots of friends, okay, and we talked about that earlier, um, and, and so it could be that Jonathan was David's only friend in this time uh, of his life, uh, and the passage earlier talks about them loving one another as they love their own, uh, love their own souls. So that's sticking even closer than brothers uh, as we reference that back to Proverbs 18.24. So yeah, I think they're a really good example actually um, of fulfilling that that friendship role that Proverbs 18.24 talks about. And if you think of um, Psalm 1.1, again, you think of who Jonathan's dad was. Now, a bit of background if you're not sure. Jonathan's dad was King Saul. He was the king of Israel. Um, and we read that King Saul was not a good guy. He was, if you're thinking of Psalm 1, he was the wicked, the sinner. He was the scoffer type that were not supposed to walk in their footsteps. Um, but David was a man of God. And look at who Jonathan chooses his to pledge his allegiance to. Jonathan doesn't pledge his allegiance to his father, even though he was his father, because his father was the wicked, the sinner, the scoffer. Instead, Jonathan chose David as his closest friend. David was the opposite of that. He was the righteous. He was the one walking after God. um, And he encouraged Jonathan toward God as well. So we see Jonathan making that good choice in friendship. And we see David being that kind of friend that we are called to be. And again, we see Jonathan and David um, following the same principle that's in Proverbs 16, verse 28. There was loads of conflict that could have divided David and Jonathan. Even just the fact that Jonathan was the heir of the throne. He was the one who's supposed to be king next, according to the world, the, the way that the system was set up. But God chose David instead. And Jonathan could have been filled with jealousy and strife toward of David. He could have gone and gossiped about him and caused all manner of issues for him behind his back. Um, and their friendship could have been separated by that or um, by the conflict that was there because of Saul, Jonathan's dad. But they didn't let that happen. And they loved one another more than they loved each other, more than they loved themselves and didn't let gossip or strife um, split themselves up or become party to those things. So what we're seeing here, and hopefully you're seeing it along with us, um, just through this one example, is that friendship is ultimately about sacrifice and service. A true friend is someone who is willing to sacrifice reputation, status, money, and even their life for the good of someone else in the service of Christ. Matthew uh, chapter 20 verse 28 says this, that even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. In our friendships, we should look uh, to sacrifice and serve in the way Christ did. Good question to ask ourselves in relation to this uh, is the following. Do I appreciate my friends for who they are or or rather for what they can give me. So that's a question. Those are questions that I think we all need to answer. And ultimately, we have to bring it back to the Lord Jesus. Jesus was called the friend of sinners. That's all of us. That's not just the worst people you can think of. That's all of us because we are all sinners before God. And if there's anyone who could be high and mighty and quote unquote too good for someone else, it was Jesus because He literally is high and mighty in the purest sense of the word and and good in and of itself. It's he is goodness. 
but he laid down everything and he became one of us, humbling himself to the point of death on a cross to show his love for us. That's the ultimate love. And that's our ultimate example of friendship and what we can strive for. And what we can also take encouragement in, that he is our friends when our human friends fail. He is our ultimate example of how to be a good friend to others and our ultimate friend um, to encourage us in these times when we struggle. That's a really, really good reminder. Um, and we're going to leave you with a few questions to think about and maybe even to bring before the Lord to pray about as we go, um, as you think about what kind of friends you have and also what kind of friend you are. So we're kind of just going to go around the table here and just ask these questions to you and we want you to stop and think about them and really take them to heart. So Simon, why don't you start us off with our first question here? Sure. Um, so I think a question that we all need to think about is what's more important to you? I think we've touched on this already. What What is more important to you? Having lots of friends or being a good friend? Another question is, are you easily offended? Another one, um, are you quick to forgive? Do you encourage your friends toward godliness? Do you enjoy stirring up conflict? Do you rush to gossip? Do you seek to sacrificially serve your friends now as we really think about these questions um it might be easy to fall into despair because none of us will follow these perfectly all the time and all of us fall short and all of us really struggle with this none of us is a perfect friend but this is an area where god calls us to himself in the places where we fail and fall short that's where we run to jesus we run to the friend of sinners because he is our friend even when we fail to be the friends that he has called us to be and as we come to him he works in us to make us more like him so run to jesus today and ask him to make you a friend like christ um, and ask him to be your friend today as well to show you his friendship even in the middle of our failures so we're going to move on to our rapid fire today. We've talked about being good friends. And this question is kind of the opposite of that in a wee bit. is not necessarily talking about us, but talking about the kind of friends that we want. Uh, which is okay to think about that sometimes as well. So if you could be friends with anyone alive today, who would it be and why? So we're going to try to keep this a wee bit rapid. So um, I'm going to start a timer for a minute and a half. For each of us will have to answer this question so keep it rapid uh hannah you can go ahead okay so i feel like mine is really cliche uh but i just when i when you, you ask the question I, this is just the first person that comes to mind and so maybe it sounds silly but i just think the queen of england would be just so amazing to be friends with her because first of all I just feel like she's an amazing woman who like she has lived through incredible parts of history and just she stood firm and all of it and has remained resolute and she still is somebody who um who really like as far as I can tell like she does love the Lord and, and has a Christian faith and and sticks to that even when things aren't necessarily going as a society in a way that would support that. And so I think she's an amazing woman 
and has done amazing things with her life. And I just think it'd be really cool to be friends with her and have tea at Buckingham Palace <laughs> or Windsor. <laughs> That's what that's what you really that's and, why you really want to be friends with her. She loves corgis and I Your just corgis, corgis are, the cute. are the cutest little dogs. So Agreed. that's that's my answer to that question. Oh, it's a really gonna... good choice. Yeah, it yeah, is and a good choice. You have plenty of time to spare, so well done. Yeah, Simon, your turn. Go ahead. Ha! Well, Beat that, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to bring us all down to earth with a bang here because. I, I'm just I'm a boy and I, I I'm a Liverpool supporter, but I just I love Don't say Jurgen Klopp. I love Jurgen Klopp. Oh! But no, listen, I gotta explain that, okay? Because it's more than it's not your stereo oh he's the Liverpool manager, so I wanna be his friend. It, like that guy has just such a like his personality just sucks you in. And I just think like me and him would just have a complete ball together and we'd be talking football and I'd be all dude gotta do this better you gotta play Sally here you got it no you got that wrong and he'd be all like but i just feel like we would have really good really good vibes if that's the right the right term. so your I, friendship would be based on football is that what you're saying like there'd be no personality too, like because than... we're brilliant personality stop stop jumping out of my time the one hour <laughs> one so i'll give one and i'm going to give a, a christian one here um alistair Begg. no i i mean i would love to be friends with alistair Begg, but i think we're probably a bit different so i would like to be friends with him but i think again on a personality level i'd love to be friends with matt chandler because I just think he's a really, really interesting guy. That oh, surprises yeah. me. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I was really expecting you to say Beg. Well, I mean, I love Beg. I want to be friends with Beg too. I want to be friends with all these guys, but I just think Matt Chandler might be more fun than Beg. And he's similar age is what I was thinking. Ouch. So. Okay. You know, what if Alistair Beg listens to this? I know, and he thinks that he's not as fun Alistair, as Matt Chandler. I love you, brother, but you're old enough to be my dad. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> that's, that, I'm sure you're going to clap as too. That's great. Uh, sorry, my timer's going off. Why did I make it stop? Okay, there we go. Um, that's your time up there, Simon. Well done. Um, so for me, I will start my timer for myself as well, because I think that's all fair and good. Um, I Hannah stole mine, just to say that, first oh, of all. Sorry. The Queen's wonderful. She is, and I would love to be her friend. Um, yeah, I'll have time for this. So during lockdown, I had a wee bubble. There were three of us who got together all the time. And we we talked about who else should we add to our bubble. And we were serious that we think the queen would get along so well in our bubble because she likes horses and she likes going out on walks and hikes and she loves Jesus and just like us. So we think we would be great friends with the queen. So that's one. But since Hannah stole mine, I'll go on the other end. And this is weird that we're both, Simon and I chose people from the same church. Um... One of my favorites of all Bible teachers is Jen Wilkin. Hold on, um, does Jen is... Wilkin go to Matt Chandler's church? Yeah, she does. I she's did like not know that. I didn't. Know that's that. so cool. Church. Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, so I'd love to be her friend. I follow her on Instagram, and just from the things she posts, I could just tell we're just kind of on the same wavelength. She loves her pugs. She posts um pictures of her pugs all the time, and they're hilarious and fat and like like little pigs pugs are so um, ugly they're cute ex- exactly yeah yeah it's exactly what it is and her sense of humor is just amazing and plus she loves jesus and i just want to sit and like l- listen and just soak in everything that she knows from god's word and that's me done um so yeah so that well that's done. me those are the people we would want to be friends with so you tell us if you were to answer this question um if you were to be friends with anyone alive today who would it be and why and you get extra brownie points if you say one of our names. Just saying. Um, 
<laughs> not that we're that cool but you know nice play um, <laughs> i'm yeah, super loud i'm super loyal <laughs> <laughs> fangirl <laughs> uh, no that'd be a bit weird but anywho that's us for today thank you so much for listening to the connected podcast and as weird and as wacky as we can be and one thing that i forgot to mention at the beginning that our dearest daryl is not here today um, which is sad we miss him he's not gone forever we promise he's coming back in future episodes he's still our friend <laughs> see what I did there Yeah. anyway nice. we got it <laughs> yeah I know I'm not that funny but we hope you enjoyed joining us for this week's episode and we hope that you continue to tune in next time even though I have really awful jokes we'll be dropping episodes every Monday and Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcast and please do let us know if there are any other places where you would like to see us And don't forget to connect with us on social media using at connected.podcast. That's at connected.podcast. The Connected Podcast is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship of Britain. Our opinions are our own and they don't necessarily represent the organization or any others we may mention. We hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time.